Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Get ready, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for kickoffs and kick-ons. Yes, g'day once again and welcome to the Coco Show. That's right, it is kickoffs and kick-ons. It is a new dawn, a new day, a new era. And we are here to make Rugby Union awesome again in Australia. That is our modus operandi. And the three gentlemen that are going to be doing it with me are three of the all-time great Wallabies. Yes, indeed. 295 games between these three wankers. And I'm about to bring them in with some Tommy intros. Ooh, I like these. And is Tommy sitting next to us? Tommy, can you do my coming in just so people can see your wonderful face? Um... As I do these and intros. pasty legs, just come and sit here, Tommy. Because people that follow this show, know, Tommy writes these wonderful intros every week. We've got Gits on the line. I think you start with Gits, but let's let's see how we go. The Coco Show wouldn't be the Coco Show without our three resident senile superstars, three gentlemen whose joints scream so loudly we have to turn off the effects mic. As you are well aware, we have limited financial liquidity on this show. <laughs> And our share prices are well and truly in the red. So please try, try and give our Lehman Brothers a little bit of love today on the show. The first Blake bloke to oh, us. Oh, oh, fucked it, Marbles. Oh, no. Fuck That's the second Marble. I knew it. You owe me 50. Yeah. No. Oh, you took on it. It was over his All right. The first bloke to receive his severance check is a guy that we all know doesn't need it. He is well known for his on-field success, but he will be even more famous for using his Western Force money to buy the Brumbies. They always say it is good to put a little away for a rainy day, but in this man's world, all he knows is being liquid. I'm talking dollar-dollar bills, yo. <laughs> I mean, this guy is so set up that he thought the GFC stood for Goit is financially cruising. <laughs> so please put down your Blackberries and zip up your Goldman Sachs Patagucci vests. It's time to welcome our tiny <laughs> titan of business, Matt Goitan Gitto. Yeah. Wow. What an intro. Thank you, Tommy. Very good, Tommy. Um, hey, the next bloke who is aimlessly loading all personal belongings into a cardboard box is a guy who got a high distinction in his business studies course 
after writing an essay entitled, The Way to Build a Successful Business is Long Lunching in Rosé. This man is gentle between the sheets, but a bad boy in the boardroom. He will sensually... He will sensually short your dividends while always having a really long option. <laughs> so straighten up your tie clip and order another round of Negronis as this fella, like a stock, always takes the stairs up and the elevator down. Please welcome the man that probably Bernie made off with your receptionist. It is the one and only Drew Biv Mitchell. Hey. Long option. Couldn't be more accurate. <laughs> Our last team member. Maybe getting the sack but will never, ever be made redundant. <laughs> this man is rumoured to have his fingers in multiple private equity pies. <laughs> I mean, this guy is such a big deal. It is said that in 2008, he made the return that sank Bear Stern. <laughs> he has the looks, the guile, and smarts that when he makes a deal, the Dow Jones sharts. <laughs> <laughs> so strap the cash to your chest. Shave your co-worker's head and take a quaalude for the road. We say, be done with the Wolf of Wall Street and welcome the D-O-double-G of Sydney CBD. <laughs> Put your hands together for Swoop Dog. Yeah. yeah. Tommy. Nicely done, Tommy. Oh, Very well, good, Tommy. Well what have you got, 30 more of those up your sleeve for the year? Or? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like what you do with the themes each week. You're doing a wonderful job. Uh, hey, let's start with you, Goitan. Yep. How'd you go against Chicago, mate? Talk to us, yeah, San Diego was, uh, Legion. No, it was good. We uh, I played about twenty-five minutes. Uh, the second half, start the second half. Um, it was good. I was pretty nervous actually for the game, so it was. Um, I was actually really nervous, but then just because I hadn't played for so long. But after you're on the field and you're starting to feel comfortable again, so it was good. Got a lot of confidence out of it. Now uh, I believe that you managed to cross the try line. Um, and just I'm going to hold you there because we've actually got exclusive vision Ooh. of the moment, um, which, uh, hey, Drew, you used to be one of the great commentators on stand. Can you? <laughs> I can wasn't play-by-play. Play. No? You can be right now. Drew, talk us through this. Here we go. Well, I mean, look, he's absolutely barking at his halfback to get in the ball early. Oh, a little out, and the, back. little out the back door play. He's just reloading. Look, knows where to pop up on the inside. I'm sure there it is. Takes the contact. Mate, killing it. Mm. Uh, killing it's not how I'd describe it, that try. I think I just caught it before the line. No, but it's just that's nicely set up. You knew where the space was. You've got the boys around the corner. Then you just yeah. pulled back as a playmaker into that, let someone else take the first receiver ball and then just have an option on the inside. I love that. Well, I knew how short they were. And if I went to first receiver, I would have had to pass it to someone else. Yeah, right. So I stayed on the inside to get a try. Yeah, see, that's experience. That's what they say. Can't buy experience. Gits, how'd you hit him yeah. between the sticks? Percentage. Yeah. Uh, two from two, son. Not Ooh. too bad. Yeah. And how, I don't it, know what else to say there. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I guess I was just trying to pump you up, mate, because you still got it. Mate, in terms of recovery, 25 minutes, I mean, yeah, it's still a solid amount. Like I thought we'd see more ice packs on certain limbs, but, uh, I mean, how's it been? Yeah, no, I had a better run in. Uh, compared to our Queenie in fourth grade. Yeah. Um, so we've been training here for, for a few weeks. Um, I was actually all right. Like, the actual game was fine. It was just more, you know, you forget how bad you sleep after a game. Yeah. But like the night after the game, like, you know, obviously you wake up early, you can't get to sleep. So other than that, like, it's been not too bad. Um, body feels okay. 
uh, like I said, it was only 25 minutes. We attacked a lot of that time, so I didn't have to defend too much, which was nice. Is Did you that because go- you're pumped? So pumped up from the game, you can't sleep? No, usually because we're out <laughs> <laughs> on the lash. Um, yeah, it's, obviously, sometimes it's adrenaline. Um, you know, you're absolutely peaked and, you know, you've got to get yourself up. There's sometimes there's, you know, pre-workout or caffeine tablets or whatever. Like, I think it's just anything, really. You just get yourself up for it emotionally, physically, and then uh, you go out there and perform and you just can't really switch off too much. And that's why I went out because I knew I wasn't going to go home and get a good night's sleep. So I just thought, you know what? I'll just Makes go sense. out. Yeah, I'm the same after doing this show. Can't yeah. sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's because you think of your performance and how many yeah. times you stutter. And now you're going to replace me <laughs> with Adam Peacock. Apparently, <laughs> love the P man. Hey, um, a big thank you to Will Hooley who got us that vision. Oh yeah, he's working over there at San Diego Legion, and he's he's going to send a bunch of stuff while you're there. Gets. Um, I know you're leaving in like three days, but while you're playing. Yep. So we. Yes. Can- I've actually got uh, an interview with them tomorrow. They run a podcast called the Rugby Rundown. So, nice. to get that footage, I've had to sacrifice for your voice. So, just another selfless thing I'm doing. Yeah, man. <laughs> Mate, that's what you're about. Well, do we, I know we uh, we put a bit of shit on each other and all that sort of stuff, but I also know, you know, going into you signing with San Diego, there was perhaps a little bit of doubt, um, you know, some some reservations because you'd spent two years off. But I just want to say, mate, mm. you're just – not to, to get too soft and emotional, but I just think, you, you know, for kids watching or listening or whatever um, – you know, like seeing you go out there and play uh, again, I, I think it's, you know, a fair bit of inspiration to take from that, not just the young kids, but also guys like us, like putting yourself in an uncomfortable position. You didn't know how, how it was going to play out and you still don't. Like, But, you know, getting through that first game, uh, I thought it was great. And it, I think, you know, for me personally, you, you take a lot away from that, putting yourself in that in that vulnerable position, um, but backing yourself. And uh, I just want to say, right, I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you, Beef. Yeah. Uh, it means a lot. Yeah, it was as you know, obviously I spoke to you a fair bit before um, signing when it was an option, and that was the biggest out because you don't want to go out there and make an idiot of yourself as well after you've played for so long. So I reckon that's why I was so nervous because mm. I'd not played for a while at a decent level, and you don't know what you're up against. Sure, at training you can do it, but it doesn't really replicate a game. So for me, that's why I was so nervous and happy just to get through 25 minutes and feel like I can compete. So. Yeah, I got a lot out of it. And thank you, Beef. No, you're welcome. You're thank not, you. You're not inspired to play again, are you? No, I'm not inspired oh, to play. But, um, you know, there's, there's things like now in my, my, I guess, new part of life and going into corporate, there's going to be that self-doubt or, you know, not sure if you can do it or whatever it is. And sometimes we shy away from from those hard decisions or those those um, hard situations because, you know, there's maybe that fear element or self-doubt or whatever. But, you know, like, I like how that Giddy's just lent into it and he's put himself out there. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what you do for the rest of the season. Thank you, Murphy. Well, you know, in many respects, we're all doing that with this venture. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, Lord knows there's no money coming in. and um, <laughs> We're just leaning into it. <laughs> we are. We are. And it's a gamble, but we've all decided, you know, as you said, a new chapter. We're all trying to have a crack at yeah. it. And, you know, it's going really well so far. So, first week with Johnny, huge numbers, bigger than we expected. Mac Hansen, second week, even bigger. So, yeah. lots, of, uh, lots of messages, lots of people saying how much they're enjoying it. People are finding us again that... That nice audience we got during the World Cup, they're returning. So it's very exciting. Just a reminder, anybody you know that used to watch, just let them know that we are now Coco. Hey, uh, also, sorry, Prof, just to come in. This next one will go even bigger. This guy, he'll tell you, he's a global superstar. Well, we have Mike Phillips coming up. There's every chance he might be listening to us right now. We're about to go to him. So the Welsh scrum half superstar and British and Irish Lions. And and he's a good sort. Very good good sort. sort. Is he is he now in the top 
five good sorts on this show, do you think? He's definitely top five. <laughs> he, he, may, he may even pit for the, the best silver fox on the show. Oh. Yes. <laughs> You're right with that, Sweet? Oh, I'm all right with it. I think he's got me covered. I think he's got we'll me covered. We'll let the ladies decide. Send in a note. Who would you rather do, Swoop or Mike Phillips? Um, Hey, just before we get to Mike, I just want to mention the set because for those of you that have been following from the start of this year, the Coco Show. We're building. We are building. And last week we were sitting on milk crates and Besser blocks. This week we have a set. Gits, I don't know how good it looks down the line, but this is a proper set now, my friend. Yeah, it is. It it almost looks like we've got a professional setup. Well, appliances online have come to the rescue. They've seen that we were destitute and that we needed yeah. uh, a set, and they've, they've sent us a set. They do same-day delivery. So they basically, I think they saw the show on Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon, we had a set. Really? You'll notice the new rug. Obviously, yeah. Ruggie Elson and is I, no That's why I've got my, my shoes off because I just wanted to feel, I mean, obviously there's socks on, but I just wanted to feel how soft it was. Oh, mate, it's a beautiful a bit rug. Bit after that rub. I don't know. Is oh, yeah, a little bit. There we go. Um, yeah. I will be taking the rug home uh, to spend the time with me over the weekend, as I like Ooh. to do. Just to, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just to familiarise yourself. Just to get nude on it. Just to just do your downward dog on it. Yeah, we might do a bit of teabagging Tw- Twister without the mat. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. Um, just I need to read this. Do they point. not do shelves, though? Not yet. So if you are a bookshelf company, um, are there a lot of – I mean, there's too many to mention. So <laughs> What about real plants? There's a real plant here, Swoop. Oh, that was kidding. sixty bucks. It's fucking dying. Yeah. What about what about a cold plunge? Oh yeah. You, you've oh. jumped to a cold plunge. He's always about recovery. I've been looking at those ones. Odin, if you're listening, I really okay, like yours. Odin, but fantastic. They're about nine thousand. So, you know. ah, fair dinkum. Yeah. Okay, let me do this. Appliances online, uh, as the name suggests, offers fridges, washing machines. And dishwashers, but they also offer mattresses, coffee machines, sinks and taps, and a whole lot more. So thank you to appliances Prof, online. What don't they offer? Oh, mate. Come uh, on. What don't they offer? <laughs> how does that rug how does that rug compare? Yeah, it's good. It's you a great rug, one? yeah. Yeah, wait till you get here and get nude on it. It's gonna be fantastic. Um <laughs> can't wait. Now we've had a f I mean, the world of internet TV is funny and often you have to, you know, reshape and, and rejig things. And so we we've got a couple of the Waratars boys. Coming on. Yep. Um, Ned Hannigan and... Um, Fergus Lee Warner. Fergus Lee Warner. Yeah, new recruit. Um, but they, uh, they've they been waylaid. The weather here in Sydney today, for those of you that love following the weather app, is dog shit. <laughs> yeah, what about those four people who got struck by lightning what at are the, the Opera House? Yeah, wow. That's where you park your car. I know. I had to walk down there an hour after. But I knew that, you know, it never strikes in some place okay? <laughs> Well, they were in, all four in hospital. Bloody I didn't mean hell. to laugh then. Or all, all four of them got hit. Well, they're in the vicinity. They've been affected. I don't know. Infected? Affected. Oh, right. Jeez, well, I hope they're okay. Yeah, I do yeah, too. absolutely. But anyway, that's the type of weather we're dealing with. It is. It's crazy weather. And so, as a result, the Waratahs are waylaid. But guess what? Guess who's come to the rescue? Uh, it's that handsome silver fox. Mm. Um, so, what we're going to do now, we're going to jump ahead. Normally, we do this last, but we are going to do it right now. It is time now for the Six Nations Summation. What time is it there, Mike? Um, nine thirty in the morning. Right, you had your morning coffee. Yeah, yeah. Drop the kids off. Okay, nice. Not, not, not had a shit. Just drop them <laughs> yeah, in school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that'll be coming if you had your coffee. <laughs> All right, hey, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Um, as is the way on our show, uh, Tommy Erskine writes the intros for our guests. So if you do, if, bear with me. As I said, um, if it's yeah, insulting no at all, we can find a way for you to get to Tommy. So don't worry about that. Here we go. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest for you in the second, well, it's now the first part of this podcast. In a world where halfbacks are a little angry and annoying, this bloke stood out like a sore thumb because he is tall, chilled, and also really annoying. (laughs) Although he is known for his tireless work around the park and his crisp service, any and all fly halves, he is better known for his washboard abs, tropical tan lines, and Love Island-esque demeanor. (laughs) This bloke has played for for clubs all across Europe, but has always worn the Welsh dragon on his sleeve. He now resides in Dubai, where he has adopted the title the Sultan of Sun, Sand and Sexiness. (laughs) He speaks his mind and doesn't blow smoke because people welcome a man that is the perfect mix of McDreamy, McSteamy and McBloody good at footy. (laughs) He may have dreams about being stuck in a lift with Angelina Jolie and Demi Moore, but for the next 40 minutes, he is stuck on this hellhole of a podcast with us. So please throw Ozempic shots away and put your tanning oil-laden hand together for Mr. Mike Phillips. Hey. Got there in the end, Mike. There was no insults in that, was there? No, that was pretty nice. Oh, I think Tommy might have a little thing for you, mate. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's only normal. <laughs> How are you, mate? What's uh, what's no, early morning Thanks in Dubai? What's on, going mate. on with uh, life in Dubai these days? Um, not much. Lots of golf. Um, I got two young kids, so I'm like an Uber driver. Uh, yeah, a bit, bit of business development stuff, but yeah, it's pretty chilled. And um, been here for eight years now, so so loving it. Eight years. What 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 actually took you over there? Like, what are you doing now? Now that you're not playing, like, what's that sort of next part of your life look like? What what what's your actual job title? A uh, bit of everything, really. I guess after you retired, to know what you want to do, and um, so Mrs. wanted to move over here, so um, we met in Paris, and then um, so I've had a couple of like ambassador roles, uh, business development stuff, work with. Do the punditry stuff as well. I speak Welsh. I've done a lot on SOC and covered the the World Cup for two months. That was brilliant. Um, so I dipped my toe in different things. Some things have worked. Some things haven't worked. Um, but yeah, just um, yeah, it's, it's all good. Pretty busy. Nice. Now, Mike, we are going to get into your career and all the amazing things you did. But before we do that, we just want to do a little bit of a Six Nations chat. If you're up for that, um, obviously two yeah. weeks down. Um, Let's talk Wales, mate. How do you how do you rate them so far? Yeah, well, I've been kind of doing a bit of the corporate stuff, um, a lot of hosting. So I've been watching the games pretty much out of one eye. Um, but <laughs> the the, se- the second half against Scotland was really impressive, and of course they got a young team. Um, so yeah, that's understandable. But um, yeah, some pretty good stuff. But um, yeah, it's it's you can't really it's tough to judge them really because. The regions are going through some tough times. Uh, the WIU have had a tough couple of years, um, so it's yeah, it's an influx of, of youngsters in that team, and it's going to be a bit of a development couple of years. So, uh, but some good some good guys coming through the system, and um, it's been tough. But another tough one this week out in Ireland. So, um, but I guess it's just about blooding the youngsters and giving them a crack. Mikey. Um- you know Gats pretty well. Obviously, he's been around a while. And with such a young team, what do you think his messages are or his influences on this young squad? Like, is, is it a matter of that he's been around the change room for too long or has he still got that impact that he had when he first turned up to Wales camp? Um, yeah, I mean, I remember his first game in charge. He um, he kind of quickly learned about Welsh rugby. Uh, we, we beat 
England away 2008. That was his first game and first time Wales had won up there for 20 odd years. And so we're all pretty excited. Um, I scored the winning try at the end. <laughs> of course um, you did. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I remember afterwards, uh, we weren't allowed into Cardiff uh, that night, but we stayed in, in the Vale. And uh, we were having a few beers. He comes to sit next to me. I remember he goes, um, you could be world class one day. And I was like, I'm already fucking world class, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think that one comment got me about 50 caps. And he loved that. <laughs> um, but then he, the night went on, and um, it's public knowledge now, but one of the players, Shane Williams, um, had a few too many beers, and I don't know what happened, but actually offered him outside for a scrap oh, wow. uh, that night, which he couldn't remember. Um, but I never forget then, Gats on a Monday morning, um, Shane has to do this apology uh, in front of everyone. And then um, Gats goes, guys, this is the first team I've ever coached where the backs are the fighters, the drinkers and the shaggers. And I, th- I thought, this guy's amazing. So, um, <laughs> but he, yeah, but it was different times then, I guess. But um, yeah, I don't know what he's like now, but you know, he's got a wealth of experience. Um, yeah, I loved him. He was great for me. Um, so we, we'll see how, how he goes. I used to love um, any time that Wales did well in Six Nations and say Mike's had a good game and it'd be about four in the morning generally and you know he'd go to Twitter and you'd often start spraying the, the journalists or reporters <laughs> every time. They'd say four out of ten. No fucking way. I was a four out of ten. I'm a ten out of ten, baby. <laughs> Yeah, I, I only go on Twitter. You know if I'm on Twitter because I've had a few beers or I'm hungover. <laughs> well, there was one time on Twitter where um, I think it might have been against Ireland. You had like a bit of a push and shove. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, actually, no, it would, it would have been against Ireland because Niall Horan from One Direction, you you and him had a bit of a Twitter spat. What was that about? Yeah, well, we got pretty much taken apart in this game and it was just end of the game. Uh, we conceded another try and... Um, like Rob Car- Liam Williams, our fullback, was doing it, like getting up off the floor, and Rob Carney came in and pushed his head in the floor. Mm. And I was like 30 yards away, and just like frustrated, we got stuffed. And so I like, run in from 30 yards, did nothing really, just, you know, pushing, shoving nonsense. And then, um, but got sent off. And then <laughs> um, we had a bit of a night out. And then in the morning, the boys are like, oh, Mike, Niall Horan's text uh, tweeted you. You better, you know, you got to respond. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. So um, he's called me like a bit of a, you know, a child or whatever. And um, so I've come back with, oh, well, why don't you come down to training then, big boy, and bring the rest of the Beatles with you? <laughs> so because he's, he's responded to that, my, my Twitter just blew up. I had like an extra 100,000 followers. I had a boost for a year off all of his fans. Um, but I actually, I've met him since, because uh, I was playing in Racing with Johnny Sexton, who knew him well. And so we we met up then for beers. In, I was on holiday in New York. He was there, and um, yeah, what a, what a great guy! I mean, a lovely guy, and um, he's sound as hell. What, wasn't there also another exchange or something about what if you looked as good as me, or wasn't there, was there Probably, a, a little bit more than that? I th- I, I said something like um, One Direction were in the Millennium Stadium, and it was like fifty thousand. And I said, oh, when, when I play, there's, there's 80,000 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> <It's normally> so- <laughs> He's good on the chat. I, 
Yeah. I think I'm funny after a few beers. <laughs> That's why we've got them the, here right now. Are you on the water? Nice. Uh, Mike, we're going to get into it pretty deep with your career and a few stories with these boys, but um, the Northern Hemisphere legends, as we like to call them, they like to hear a bit of stuff um, about their own particular team. So do you mind if I just do a few quick questions to you and you give us some hot takes? Questions to me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, yeah. you're the guest. Yeah. Um, are Ireland going to win it? <laughs> um, are Ireland going to win it? And if so, as in, are they going to win yeah, the Grand I, Slam? Can I anybody come close? Yeah, I can't. Just, I can't rap. I'm like, I'm going to eat tattoos. So just... <laughs> that's all right. You just got six pack and just fucking amazing good looks. I remember Alex. Uh, he did that on the bus for the Lions, and I never met the guy before when he gets brought up the front of the bus, and he comes out with, "Oh, I can't, I can't sing, but I can rap." And in my head, I'm thinking, who's this dick? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Who says that? And then he delivers this rap. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Amazing. So, uh, great guy. If you missed it last week, Alex Corbacero rapped on this show, which is what Mike's talking about. Yeah. And it's it's gone global. It has. It's probably going to get him a record deal. Well, Dr. Dre has already sent him a DM, <laughs> is what I heard. Because <laughs> you know what Dr. We Dre's actually, like. You, you're joking about this. We met uh, LL Cool J's DJ. He was at the owner's house after the game, and Corbs was talking to him and sent him his sample. <laughs> what the the one from last week? Yep. Yeah. Oh, this we could really have started something. Yeah, I yeah. Like we are going to be left for dead again. <laughs> I can just sense it. So he's already done it on NBC today. Is that what you said? Did he mention us at all? Well, kids? no, no. So we did a couple of recordings. I'm holding the camera. I'm following him through the street. You've got blokes vacuuming their cars like on a Sunday and Corb's in the middle rapping about the Six Nations. It, uh, <laughs> oh, so he went full, full like um, oh, we film clip. Film clip, yeah. We did here. We were on the lounge. We are in his backyard. Um, Wait, you sound like Shaggy. We did it here. We did it on the lounge. <laughs> it wasn't we did it on the kitchen table. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. Um, <laughs> it wasn't me. Mike, um, let's. I'm going to keep trying to do this. Yeah, yeah, keep, stuff. keep going. Yeah, so go back right. to Ireland. Yeah, let's we see. have to. Mike, England, uh, scrappy, unattractive way of playing, but obviously got it done against Wales. Can they win the Six Nations? England. England, yeah. No, no chance. No. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. oh, what did you say about Ireland, Mike? Are, you, are they going to win the Grand Slam? Um, yeah, I, I, the depth is incredible, isn't it? I think probably, yeah, the style of attack is amazing and um, – yeah, this the, the tightness in the group, you know, is just um, is unbelievable. So great coaching staff behind them as well. So yeah, you, you'd have to say yes to that. Mate, what about uh, Scotland? Have they got a, a good win in them? Well, I never lost to Scotland, um, <laughs> and that's not an achievement. <laughs> um, yeah, no, well, I don't know. They just lack a bit of um, mindset, don't they? They lack a bit of sort of. Um, I mean, they've they've improved massively, and um, it'd be great if they did sort of you know produce some big performances and um, and turn it around. But yeah, they, I, I don't know. I mean, um, they lack a bit of that mindset, that edge to really get over the line. Couple. Of... What about our boys? Sorry, Swoop. You're up. Um, what about our boys from the Valleys? Are we a chance of knocking off, say, I don't know, Ireland or France? Like, are we one of the big teams with the young squad? I don't know. I just think maybe not. I, I don't know. Maybe the bit of an experience front five. I think you know. I think when when the shackles are off and like, 
we play with no structure. I think that suits the Welsh play. I think, you know, the second half in Scotland, as you showed, the boys were just playing what was in front and just having a crack. And I think that's what, what we are. I think when we're too rigid, I don't think the boys can really... Um, I think we're naturally sort of more rugby than... Um, yeah, trying to sort of keep the structures, but um, they got no, they got nothing to lose. I mean, there's n- nobody's expecting too much, so you know they should be going out there just all guns blazing, enjoying it. Italy, Mike. Um, I think. Who do you think Italy will be? Will they be? I mean, their attack is brilliant. Their, yeah. their attack is amazing. I was getting, they didn't get over the line in the first game. They came close against England. That would have been great for the tournament. But um, yeah, it's just that lacking of discipline, and I mean. Um, yeah, that line now kind of left them left them down um, against England. But I mean, attack wise, they, they might even beat Wales. Do you know what I mean? Do you, I mean the change in Italy in the last say five to ten years? Uh, they're improving, yeah. right? How yeah. long? And this is a, to all you four rugby people here. How long until they are genuinely pushing up that ladder, Mike? Oh, they've improved massively, haven't they? I think the last couple of years um, beating Wales in in Cardiff for the first time. Um, they beat yeah, the Wallabies. I think yeah, I think they beat South Africa a couple of years ago. Mm. I mean, if you look in the, at the league, the domestic league, I mean, they're second currently in that in in that league, the E, whatever you call it. Um, you are saying so? Yeah, they, yeah. They, I mean, they get in there. They're, they're certainly improving, and they've got the passion. It's just keeping it together, discipline-wise. Um, for them, is is always an issue, isn't it? Mate, what about uh, France? Do you think there's like such thing as the World Cup hangover, or like they were absolutely firing going into that World Cup? They bowed out early, um, and then they just don't feel like doesn't doesn't seem like they've clicked so much in the Six Nations yet. No, they haven't. Um, I mean, they have improved massively over the, over, over the last couple of years, and they played some. You know, Dupont is on fire. Um, so yeah, I mean, they got such depth in their forwards, massive units. Great style of rugby, you know, knocking over New Zealand in our first game was amazing in the World Cup. Uh, and it was a shame, really, they went out, didn't, wasn't it? And it was a shame that Ireland went out as well because all mm. the fans kind of just, the buzz of the place just went down. But I think it's knocked them, yeah, massively. I thought they, I think, you know, they would have gone in there thinking they were going to win it. Um, but yeah, they haven't seemed to have fired this, this campaign, no. Would you say uh, Dupont only really came on the scene because you, Retired from international rugby. <laughs> <laughs> mate, you're a better nine than him, mate. Um, yeah, that's true. No, like I, I said, as good as he is, if there was 15 of me against 15 of two points, I win by 50 points. So, <laughs> yeah, hands down. <laughs> and that's without taking conversions. <laughs> and, that, and that's what Dupont says. Do you know what I mean? Can we get him on? Do you guys know Dupont? Sure. That's a. Well, yeah, well, just none of us will be able to understand him except for Gitz. <laughs> oh, very good. Subtitles will get him going. Okay, that was a pretty good Six Nations summation. Is yeah. there anything else for Mike? Um, no, not on, Six Nations. not on Six Nations. I reckon we get on to Mike's favourite topic. Mike. Which is? Well, I want because Mike, obviously <laughs> you won it twice, right? Uh, three times you won it? Well, Four? Five. How many? I was part of 2005, but I didn't actually get on the pitch, so I can't count that. But, yeah, two, two Grand Slams and a, and a championship. Was, was that the one, the first one? Was that when one of the Welsh supporters, he didn't think that you were going to do it, so he bet that he'd cut one of his nuts off or something. I remember something strange about that, the very first Grand Slam in a long time. Yeah, yeah but that, that's not strange in Wales. That's just... <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, yeah, definitely, yeah, probably that's true, yeah. 
Let's talk about that party. What's a Grand Slam party like? Because we had Mac Hansen on last week and he said he didn't remember past day three. What about for Mike Phillips? Don't really remember any of it, to be honest. Um, yeah, no, it's just uh, it's just huge, isn't it? It's just great. Everything's like, um, it's a massive buzz. And, um, the next day is always a good one as well, so... Uh, but yeah, don't really remember too much. What's the uh, what's the, the town like, Cardiff? Like, because they love their rugby. So when Wales are on fire and you've won a Grand Slam, like it'd be carnage, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, you boys know Cardiff. Yeah, but would you go to the same yeah. places like uh, Revs and Tiger Tiger, Oceana, yeah. Soda Bar? We'd always we'd be playing you on a Saturday, and the, the word on the street amongst the boys was, "Oh, the, the Aussies were out in walkabout on Thursday night." And the Welsh boys be like, oh, we've got a chance against these. They're not taking us seriously. The next thing, we're down by 30. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, the boys who went out on Thursday night were the ones that were touring but not playing that particular game. The ones that were playing were out on Tuesday night. You <laughs> 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 should have said Friday night. Did the Welsh and the Aussie boys party after playing against each other or...? Did you, did, you, did you always hang out? Yeah, after? we always had a yeah, we had a good relationship with the Welsh. I actually think out of everyone, this is my opinion, in the Northern Hemisphere, minus their the Mickey Mouse accent, they're probably the most similar to <laughs> to Aussies. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Mouse accent. Gets, the, Wales, the Welsh love you, Gitz. You just I love them too. <laughs> Mickey Mouse is my favourite cartoon. <laughs> Good save. <laughs> but um, one thing, we used to always go to a, um, a post-game function. And in Wales, if anyone debuts uh, in front of the function with corporates and, you know, um, you know, signatories and, and all the teams and partners and all the rest of it. Uh, if anyone debuts, have to go up, they get presented their cap, but they also have to sing in front of everyone. But they also means if anyone that um, debuts are playing against Wales, they also get you up there to, to sing uh, on your debut as well. Did you uh, have to sing on your debut, Mike? Um, did you debut at home? In, no, I was in Wrexham 2003 pre-World Cup. Um, and technically... Uh, because I was trying to get into that World Cup squad, I just left the game straight after me and a couple of players. We had training sort of the next day, so technically I didn't have to debut, but I did on my fifth year. And what did you sing there? They are. God knows, I can't even remember. It was the most embarrassing thing ever. <laughs> Ron Agara got me up there, bastard. So, um, yeah. So this is normally really a show like this when we'd go, oh, you should sing for us now. <laughs> but you can no, tell us no, to no, get no, fucked, no. Mike, if you'd like. <laughs> Oh, you can get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't slow hands from Noel Horan or something, was it? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Mike, British and Irish Lions, obviously uh, you're a big part of that uh, in 2013. And let me get this right, 09 to South Africa, 2013 to Australia. Um, obviously, yeah. we've got that happening down here next year. We're all very excited about it. Um, a, will you come here along with the British and Irish Lions, do some commentary in Welsh? Well, I'm hoping to get selected. Um, <laughs> well, class. I went to the gym last week. I went to the gym last week, so um, yeah, no, nothing's nothing's. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not down to come yet, but um, open to offers. Okay, that's good. So, if you, anybody wants Mike Phillips on their commentary team, there's an opening at Stan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's only saying. Or, mate, we'd love to have you. You just have to pay for your flights, yeah. accommodation, <laughs> expenses, your, everything. Your own seat. <laughs> what was it like? What was oh, that yeah. British and Irish Lions tour like to Australia? Was it was it epic? I mean, 
I know there's a bit of footy played, but yeah. in terms of the tour, was it amazing? Um, well, the tour itself, it started off in uh, Dublin. We had a bit of a night out in Dublin, a bit of a, we, we packed, we rented out this pub and I was drinking with Paul O'Connell. This was my second tour, so I remember going back in the bus. And I'm old school, you know, the you know, the more experienced towards the back of the bus and I get down to the back of the bus, I'm, I'm up to you in, in beers and I look at the back of the seat and Owen Farrell sat in the back seat. So I've gone, hey, Faz, piss off down the front. You're only here because your dad's coaching. <laughs> and sat next to him was, um, sat next to him was Stuart Hogg. So Hoggy was, you know, he was like 20, he was the youngest player on tour, he was sat in the back seat. So I said, Hoggy, don't even know who you are, mate. Never heard of you pissed off down the front. <laughs> and so uh, there's a bit of there's a bit of edge. And Paul O'Connell, the legend that he is, he goes, Hey lads, he's only saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the old wise man just like puts the nail in the yeah, coffin. What a, but um yeah, no, the tour for me, we 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 played the bar bars then in Hong Kong. Um and it was great. Um, scored two tries, but got injured. And then we flew to Perth. Uh, my knee sort of just was like a balloon. And uh, from that point, I was just on the back foot. I was just trying to keep fit um, and sort of didn't really enjoy the sort of um, the tour, really. I wasn't myself. Uh, literally, you know, it was just uh, icing constantly with the physios, wasn't going out with the boys, couldn't enjoy that sort of part of it, which is a huge part of the Lions sort of um, setup. So, yeah, for me personally, that I dug in, played the two games that we won, but um, wasn't was my best uh, and sort of still sort of, yeah, still a bit annoyed with it, really. When you won that series in 2013, didn't you end up on the team bus? I think I did. I think Adam swimming yeah. up on the team bus after you guys had won it down in Bondi or something. Yeah, I was sat next to him on the back. He was in the back seat. <laughs> yeah. How did you end up on the team bus? Most capped. I us. I went straight down the back to sit with this fellow. But, um, <laughs> no, Sharpie and I somehow went to icebergs in Bondi for, I guess, drowning the sorrows uh, mm-hmm. to celebrate an unsuccessful series. And we made, our, <laughs> <laughs> we made our way down to Bucket List and all these blokes, all, all, the, all the squad, the British and Irish, Lawrence squad, were basically hamming it up out there in the outdoor area of Bondi, lapping up the sun, um, the locals uh, enjoying themselves. And we obviously just kind of found our way in there. And before you knew it, um, we ended up on the bus. And you know what? The bus actually wasn't heading anywhere. Um, they got us up. I think. I think we had to make a bit of a speech up the front. I got tanned. I got slapped across the chest. Can't remember from who, but Sharpie made a really good speech. But the bus actually wasn't going anywhere in particular. I think it was just heading somewhere into the cross, which was shut. And then there was a, a Super League crew that was heading into Darling Harbour, mm. um, which I may have been part of. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so so Mike, did you meet Holiday Swoop that day? Oh, mate, I was. I was uh, lost at sea myself. I think we were well oiled. I think I don't really remember too much myself. <laughs> these blokes, yeah, these blokes knew how to celebrate. Let me tell you. So you have, do you play? You remember playing against Mike in that series? And you know, describe him as a player, mate. What was he? Tenacious, good looking. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, you know, we've, I mean, we've uh, we've been witness to his class for for many years prior to playing. Um, for the Wallabies, and we got the opportunity to play against him. I mean, just a you know class around the half, very smart, very experienced. You know, when to took his uh, take his opportunities, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, he had a big influence on the squads that he played in. He's obviously played all over Europe. 
played for for Wales a number of times. I mean, he's quite the journeyman. Uh, and with that, you know, you you pick up experience, you pick up insight. Um, you know, he's obviously class, got to finish well. And I'm not surprised that he's still not playing, but um, certainly looks like he, he always still is. loved a scrap. He loved yeah. a scrap for a halfback. He was always after a scrap, anything cheap or dirty. I mean, from a competitive point of view, it didn't matter. Even when we played him at Bayonne, um, and we were at Toulon, and Bayonne were down the bottom of the league. No thanks to Mike, he got him up. But we, um, <laughs> if we were up by plenty. He would still be fighting, competing, scratching, niggling. Um, he was always into it. Was that probably one of the things that you prided yourself on, like just competing, always competing? Yeah, like Sean Edwards put a lot of emphasis on my defence and stuff. So, um, you know, I'm six foot three, scrum half. So I got to, you know, there's, there's no point in me being sort of just a, a passer. I, I got to use that physical sort of side of me and, and help out defensive wise, uh, defensively, and sort of yeah, that sort of that was a big part of my game. But um, yeah, I think the nickel stuff was more about getting myself up for it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't so much about. Um, um, you know, just getting my competitive juices going, really. Um, it was more about that than sort of targeting someone or it was more about me, really. Um, get me on the edge, get me fired, fired up. And um, yeah, you know, it wasn't particularly targeting sort of a key player. I was just getting my juices right up there because I think off away from the game, I'm pretty chilled and, um, you know, quite laid back. Yeah, well, that's what I thought, and I uh, got the opportunity, well, not really the opportunity, they rested Greg for a certain amount of tests, and I had to start at halfback. And first start yeah. of the game, I'm going to put the ball in, and there's this prick trying to stamp my foot nah. as I'm trying to feed the ball in. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Until we beat you by about 30. <laughs> <laughs> He's still trying to stamp your foot, though. Yeah. No, nah, that was class. No, I remember that game, but I first played against you on the sevens. So it would have been like the seventh circuit. I remember you on the sevens and we played under-21s Australian in probably 2002 or 2001, under-21s yeah. World Cup. So I remember we, we you were playing in that game and then obviously next year then you went on to play for the national team, and which was great. Um, so, yeah, that's when I first sort of remember Gitz and um, I got selected for the... 2003 tour to New Zealand and Australia, which was amazing. Um, didn't play, but um, I had a two-page spread in, in a program. The next big thing and a big picture of me, I absolutely loved it. <laughs> I, I didn't care about not playing, but then I stayed for an extra week in Kuji, and um, so every night I went out, I took the program with me, and <laughs> anyone I Anyone I particularly like, I just slide in front of them like, oh, what's that? What's that? And then, um, and did it work? But yeah, went down really well. Uh, <laughs> hey, Mike, what were these? You see, any six, you you see got... any six foot three scrum halves coming through from Kudji? Um, well, delete my number. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I'll Matt Phillips is probably a bit bigger than six foot three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike, what were these three blokes to like to play against? What were their demeanours? Oh, well, they, were, they were class. I mean, um, I think, you know, the Aussies in attack-wise, they were probably at that time better than anyone. You know, like it's just said, that game where they put three on us, but, you know, their forwards, great running lines, and their backs were, you know, good good sort of um, 
all in sync together. Do you know what I mean? One of the, one of the toughest teams to, to defend against. So, you know, like South Africa, pretty simple to defend against, really. They're just going to come straight up, whereas the Aussies were, you know, far more sort of um, uh, intelligent in the, in the way they attack and, and difficult to sort of um, break down. So, yeah, and these three guys, obviously, you know, uh, I never beat the Aussies for Wales, which was a bit of a, you know, Kimberley really close, but no, these boys were, were top-notch, top-class. Mate, you're known for your competitive spirit and edge and, you know, like that, uh, you know, was evident throughout your career. <clears throat> now, you finished up on 99 Welsh caps. Do you reckon you've got one more in yeah. you to get that 100? I have, mate. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was a bit, it wasn't really, it was a bit of annoying, but I should have, I, I don't look at it. I probably should have had more caps at the start of my career than the, mm. at the end, to be honest. I think uh, the legs are gone and, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I think the fire did sort of go out. But no, I mean, I'm not really too bothered with that, to be honest. No, of course. I think 99 a, a great yeah. knock, yeah. <laughs> That's a scoop. Mike Phillips out of retirement. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, relate, we'll leave with that. I reckon you just get back on the phone to Gats and say, mate, I'm still world class. Give me one more. <laughs> Yeah, he knows that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Mike, um, we have a couple of Waratahs who I've just seen walk into the building, big bastards. Um, so we better have uh, – we'll finish with you if you don't mind. What we like to do is we like to yeah. do a quiz with our guests um, and okay. make you basically the subject. And I ask the other three boys questions and then you can give okay. the answers after and perhaps a little anecdote if you don't mind. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to pay 15 grand to be here, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just wiring it to you now. Yeah, yeah thank you. No worries. Um, we could sell one of these couches. Yeah. What are they worth? We'll check no. that out. Hey, uh, it's time now for the GoGo Quiz. Everybody ready? You guys ready to play this? Okay, question number one. Mike has been caught on record talking about which three famous people, dead or alive, he would like to have dinner with. Which of these options are Mike's special dinner guests? Is it A, JFK, Anthony Hopkins and George Best? B, Oprah, Donald Trump and Prince Andrew? C, <laughs> Nigel Owens, Colin Chavis and Tom Jones? Or D, Adam Ashley Cooper, Matt Guido and Drew Mitchell? Uh, Gitz, I'll go to you first, mate. I'm going to go Tom Jones. Tom Jones, that's C. What would you like to go? I'm going to go A. A, JFK. And George Best. And, and George Best, and yep. And what would you Is like? that also with Princess Andrew? No, that was no, no, That was B. B. You want to go Let's B? not go B. No. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> let's, let's lock in B for sweep. No. No, no B. No B. I'll go uh, Trumpy. That's B? <laughs> that's B. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a or C? D. Let's go to C. C. Okay. Uh, would you like to say the answer there, Mike? Well, I can. I can't remember doing that, but I, it would have been something to do with George Best. Yeah. Yes. So, That's what I thought. Ding, ding, ding. The answer is a congratulations, uh, Biv, out to an early lead. Question number two: Australia played Wales at the 2023 Rugby World Cup. What was the correct scoreline? A. Forty to six. B. Forty-one to ten. C. Forty-three to nine. D, who cares, will smash Wales in July. I'm going to go B. B, 41-10. Gits? I think it was 6. 40-6. 46-A. Swoop? I know. I kind of remember the Wallaby scoring a try, so I want to go 41-10. B. 
Do you remember it, Mike, or do you want me to toss this one up? Did, did the Aussies qualify for last World Cup? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we made it through the repercharge. charge. We're very excited. <laughs> Uh, ding, ding, ding. A, 40 to 6. Congratulations, yeah. Gits. Oh, fuck. Gits. Well, I don't know if you remember. I was really pissed wrong. at that game. No, I don't remember, mate. <laughs> um, well, actually, funnily enough, it was a great day for Welsh supporters, Mike. Um, did you celebrate after that win at the World Cup? Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we worked pretty hard after every game, to be honest. That's good because obviously Aussies <laughs> were, us Aussies were pretty upset and affected about it. And Biv, you were there. And yeah. somebody has sent in some vision. So oh. Tom Foster and Liam Cassidy, big fans of the Wallabies and Coco fans. Obviously, you were pretty gut- <laughs> yeah, gutted about that. it. Wow. I, um, you know what? I think that might have been before the game. <laughs> well, the sun's so, up there. So Mike and Gitz, basically this vision of uh, Biv twerking with a couple of Aussie fans. Yeah. Well, they're, they're claiming it was just after the match. Well, I'm, I'm sure the, the, the game finished at night time because I then got into the back of a taxi's boot to get back into town <laughs> five minutes before dialing into you guys. So it definitely that, was night time. Was that the night you slept in the sleeping bag you found in the stairwell? I did, yeah. That was, yeah. Wasn't it a linen closet? Or <laughs> I don't know where I found the sleeping bag, but I slept on the, the front doorstep of my apartment. Right. Very good. Mm, okay, anyway. ding, ding, ding. Question number three. Mike is known for being one of the biggest characters in the world of rugby. However, this has sometimes gotten him into trouble. Which one of these is not, is not... Something Mike has allegedly done. So Ooh. he's done three, one he hasn't. A, turned up to a video session drunk. B, every time he would get a business class ticket, he would ask if he could be upgraded to world class. <laughs> <laughs> C, has handed out his signature to avoid getting a speeding ticket from the police. D, Mike was sat on by a bouncer outside a Cardiff McDonald's at 3am. I'm going to jump in early. Okay. I'm going to go B. He's never asked to be upgraded to world class because he's always been world class. <laughs> oh. You're good, mate. Uh, Swoop, you want to go next? C, signature. C, signature. Goit? Yeah, I'm going C because I remember he did get sat on um, <laughs> at the Maccas. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> it, it is C. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. Hey, what happened at the Maccas, Mike? Um, well, funny enough, the, the, the company went through the roof after that. Uh, it was great marketing for them, um, but um, yeah, there was a bit of a, there was a bit of a disagreement. That was about it. But the, the world class one. So every time that we we'd fly down to you boys, um, we'd we'd get we'd be lucky enough to get business class tickets, and and so I'd always get on there and look for the the best looking sort of uh, stewardess and go up to her and say, oh look, I've got an issue with my ticket here. There's a problem with my seat. And she's like, oh, no, sir, Mr. Phillips, you're, you know, 2A, this is your seat. And I'd be like, yeah, but what's this business class? I'm world class. <laughs> <laughs> and it would, go, it, would go, it would go one or two ways. The boys would be laughing and you know, I'd just do it every time. And what about A, the video session? Do you want to tell that story or you want to dodge that one? That was technically everyone was half cut. Yeah, I think that happens a fair bit, Prof. All yeah. <laughs> right, there you go. <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, okay, question number four. When Mike was dropped from the Welsh team in 2015, he was notified of the news in a terrible way. How did Mike find out about the news? Was it A, he found out online, B, he received an email, C, he was left a voicemail, D, it was written on a sheep left at his house? What's <laughs> 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 <Tell> on me? <laughs> uh, gets... Um, email. 
Email B. Um, online, email, voicemail, shoot. Online. Online, on, A. Online. A. Mike, what was the answer? Uh, email. 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 Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice, good. What was, what was the subject on the email? How did they do that? Mike, what, what did the email say? Yeah, what was the header? You are dropped. <laughs> just, not, just not. You're not, you're not getting up anymore, mate. Pissed off, basically. Surely it went to the junk inbox. In <laughs> uh, no, it was just WIU fever, innit? <laughs> there you go. All right. Question number five. As we know, as we know now, Mike has settled in Dubai with his wife and son. He has started the Mike Phillips Rugby Academy, which is flourishing in the UAE, which is great. Which of these fun facts is not true about Dubai? So not true. The other three out of four are true about Dubai. It is a no-no to kiss in the street. That's A. B, the most expensive number plate was auctioned in Dubai for $14.5 million. C, Dubai police drive Ferraris. Or D, camels deliver you Uber Eats. It's... The, the one that doesn't happen in Dubai. Yeah, camels aren't delivering your Uber Eats. So you're D? They're not. They're not delivering Uber Eats. Uh, yeah. Can't you sure? Past that. Okay. <laughs> Gits? Yeah. Unfortunately, I have to go to camel as well. Mike, what's the answer there? What was the first couple? I, can't, I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, mate, you're right. Ding, 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 D. Camels do not deliver Uber Eats. All right. Hey, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Um, that was epic. Um, so yeah, lovely to chat love to the you. Show. Um, go Wales. And, um, and hopefully we'll catch up with you. Hopefully you get a gig for the British and Irish Lions and we'll have you live in here with us. Cheers, boys. Thanks for having me. No, awesome. Thanks, Cheers, mate. Mike. Cheers. Appreciate that. Well class. Cheers, Cheers, Cheers boys. All the best. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mike, that's a good guess. You guys were saying to me, get Mike Phillips on. Well, he's, he's world class. World class. Didn't disappoint. Gets you, you said, day one, get Mike on. He's our type of guy, you said. He's right up. Our alley, yeah. He's world class. We love him. So when we come and do Sorry this. Sorry about the uh, the change here in camera here. I've, my laptop shit itself. Oh, that's all right. It we'll, happens. We'll try to find a laptop sponsor as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we do our live shows in Wales, Gits, um, mm. later in the year in November, what do you reckon? Live guest, Mike Phillips, a few yarns? Yeah, him or Andy Powell. Oh, Andy Powell. Lovely. He's good. He's good. We'll line that up. Very good. Nice work. Uh, hey, guys, the A-class a guests continue to roll on. 
Mm. Um, it's not just international guests. It's also folks that live nearby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's time now for this. Special guest. <laughs> Nailed it, Hugo. A couple of fucking big units on oh, this no, couch. A couple of big bastards. Hey, these... These are our first two in-studio guests as the Coco Show. And as is the way here, uh, Tommy Erskine's written a couple of intros for these two uh, lovely Waratah gents. Let's do this. Uh, this week, we are lucky to be joined by two of the New South Wales Waratahs in the studio. A couple of country boys done good, adding a little riffraff to the world of rah-rah opulence. Very good, Tommy. The first bloke was born in Dubbo, and then his folks got sick of the big smoke, so moved to Canamble. <laughs> in a town that is known for its sheep and cattle, this young man was given a chance to don the cerise and blue of St. Joseph's College. At school, he thrived on the rugby pitch as well as with the ladies, being the only bloke born after 1993 to successfully rock the fuck out of a perm. Not only has he embraced the curl and the pleasure of the vol- vol- voluminous hair, but he has also played 79 games for the Tars and 34 games for the Green and Gold. Please welcome and give a uru to Australia's second favourite, Ned, Ned Hannigan. Uru. Whether it's that or not, thanks, fellas. Welcome. All right, here we go. This second fella good luck. <laughs> was born in the delectable town of Scone. And not dissimilar to the name of his birthplace, he is a sweet treat best consumed with jam and cream. (laughs) After a stint in the wild, wild west, he was forced to make a decision, see what you did there, to either stay in the City of Lights or move to a country that does not see the light for almost a year. Very good. So off to England he went. But after his first team financially failed, like this podcast is about to do, (laughs) he moved to a town named after the one thing English people hate taking the most, Bath. <laughs> there goes our English audience. Great work, yeah. mate. Well done, Tom. Nice work. And the pundits showered him with praise. But in 2024, this hunk of a man is coming home to play for the Tars. So please put your hands together for a man that is totally G L A M O R O U S and is simply Fergalicious. <laughs> He's, of course, new recruit Fergus Lee Warner. Yeah. Fergalicious. Ferga, Fergalicious. Welcome, gentlemen. What do you think of the couch? It's brand Mate, new. It's good. Out of freedom? Is it freedom? Or? Mate. Banking you. Freedom. Appliances online. Yeah. So any furniture. Pull you out. Need. Pull out. You sleepy? Yeah. Uh, oh, no. Pull out. We don't. It's Hugo a bit early does. in the pod to pull out. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Hard to say. <laughs> uh, Hugo sleeps in when his missus hates him. So most nights, Hugo. <laughs> Three nights a week. Hey, welcome, gents. How are the Tars looking pre-season? Who wants to go here first? Ned? Are you I'll fired? Go. Uh, everyone's pumped up. It's pre-season. You, um, everyone's pretty confident. I think, you know, we've done the work and things like that. Just uh, everyone pretty keen to get into round one. Uh, and it's a bit of a thriller too up at Suncorp against the, the arch enemy. So, no, we're all pretty excited. When you go through pre-season, everyone gets bigger, everyone gets stronger. But who's really... Bulked up over preseason, like in a good way. Like who's looking good? Like yeah, who's come yeah. back? Like who's come back? Yeah, heavy. Probably, <laughs> probably slackers. Slackers. He's put there's, a bit of put a grunt on the yeah, top he's end. Like yeah, filled out his sleeves. The yeah, fella. yeah. Okay. What about you boys? You come back after the holiday break in good nick, or just put the shirt in the dryers for longer, mate? Just let him shrink up a little bit. I actually tell lies. I actually um came back from the UK a bit lighter and light and pasty. And I roll into the Tars and DC's like. Jesus, Ferg, like, what are you weighing? And I was like, oh, 109. Like, and he's like, I need you to be 114. And I was like, I'll, I'll get there by, like, round one. Don't worry. 
and like he had a crisis meeting with me and everything about it. And I was like, it's like, it's okay. Like I've been playing over there. Like the blokes are a lot bigger over there. So anyway, so I'm, what do you do? I'm back do you, up there do, now. So you just eat whatever you want to get the one. Yeah, what, what type of muscle? What's those five kilos? Does he want muscle or does he just doesn't give? I don't think he really cares. Just he just wants you one fourteen. Well, my milk. first my first analogy was just I just got three Domino's pizzas oh, and just smoked them, yeah. and then I was like, this probably isn't gonna work for the long term. So then I did sort of ran it in a bit, but. I what are you at now? Got Where are you? I'm one fourteen now, so it's oh, you're there. I'm you've there. hit it. Hit target. Hit it. Yeah. Same as you, Swoop. Where's yeah. um, where's DC at, boys? What's it, what's his weight? How's he weighing in? He's a bit. He's really. Mate, heavy he's got he's gout. <laughs> he's got gout at the moment. He's limping around real bad. Has he? I think too he much tomato. Can you, get stuff, can you get stuff to get rid of that? He's. Oh, geez, he got a sore foot though. Yeah, right. Full limp. I thought he'd done a meniscus or something. He said, "No, mate, just gout." How do you get gout? How do you too much tomato? Too much tomato. I think tomato or corn meat. Corn meat, I think. Is that right? Tomato? Yeah. What? No, I don't know. The acidic foods. Acidic foods. What was it, Giz? It's spice rum. <laughs> he just sifts that through his teeth. You see him like that Sid from Ice Age. That's what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the fact that DC is a big fan of this show. Does he watch this? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Yeah, quite actually, the two bob too actually. When these boys won the uh, the title for the Guiltinis, um, Swoop, uh, you FaceTime me from your urinal at Vegas, and at the time, uh, Darren came up and gave you got his arms around you and gave a big hug and you know got into the uh, the, the picture of the FaceTime and he was wearing a, a t shirt with Sid from Ice Age. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've got a screenshot which I could share, but it's got Swoop's hammer in it. Oh, okay. Definitely share it. Yeah. Yeah. So it. Definitely took up most of the photo. Oh, of course it did. Uh, well, let's do a, a little bit of Super Rugby chat just before we, you know, get into who you actually are, like the good stuff. Um, this is just ticking a few boxes. Um, so, how good was the promo for Super Rugby Pacific? I don't know if you've seen this, guys. If you haven't seen it, get online, have a look on YouTube. Um, I've seen a lot of promos for uh, sporting season starting. I haven't seen any better than this. It's it's the whole idea that you got. It, it's underwater, right? And yeah, it's the power it's of the, in, Pacific, it's in the Pacific, Pacific, right? Yeah, yeah. In the Pacific Ocean. Um, and did you go? You didn't get asked to be in it, boys, or nah, can't you, swim? I'm surprised I didn't even ask the marquees to go, but they didn't get us there. <laughs> nah. Could you guys do like maybe your own version, like in a dam where you just can't see? Anything? <laughs> <laughs> it's just leeches and yabbies. Just and looks shit. like you're in chalky milk. <laughs> Yeah, I reckon Alan's Alan's face on that does it for me. I reckon it's so good. If you haven't seen it, just just look for Alan diving in. Gives you a good stare down. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks like it looks a bit computerized though, in a way. Like I wouldn't say it. that. I think it's perfect. Yeah, it's a bit computerized. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think they cut corners on the CGI, is what we're saying, Fergus. No, it's very good. Make sure you have a look. Um, so very exciting season starts this weekend. You guys up against uh, your old foes, the Reds. Have you taken a good look at the Reds lineup? Have you found a few holes? Who's a bit shit there? <laughs> well, I mean, you boys, you played a, uh, a trial against trial, them, yeah. yeah already. So, like, what what can you take from that? Uh, they were pretty good in that trial. Mm. What can you guys take from that, or were you? Holding yeah. anything back? Or we probably need to pull our finger out a bit. Yeah, need to get into it. Um, no, I think you, it's trials, right? You don't want to show everything. Um, yeah, you can definitely look at so – they've got a new coaching staff on, so some stuff with, uh, or teams that they've coached before and you might be able to get a bit of an idea. Um, but I know it's the cliche, but, you know, we've come off two sort of pretty slow starts of trials and 
um, we think a fair bit of it was our undoing. So mm. we're kind of um, definitely, you know, putting the blowtorch on a few fellas, you know, just in amongst us and making sure we rock up. You know, from trials, obviously, you don't want to give too much away, but mm. it's always a good indicator from where you're at. And you guys have had a pretty good pre-season. I don't know about you, Nat. I think you've timed it perfectly to get back for round one, right? Is that yeah, a bit of a tight hemi? Yeah. yeah That's experience. I mean, I've texted a couple of boys today to dig up a little bit of dirt on you, and they're all oh, pretty yeah, filthy good. about Thanks, your timing. Lads, but anyway, mate, I, I, we respect that. I mean, yeah. it's something that we, we, we consider that experience. Yeah, the self-managed. self-managed. Um, what, was the, what were the main messages from, from the trials, and what's something that you guys are focusing on going into round one? Yeah, well, again, I yeah, didn't play the trials, but um, speed of ball is a big one. Like, there's a fair bit of um, rule change around how long things are, you know, quick in the scrums up, when ball goes out, how fast he's coming back in. So making sure we're staying with the tempo of the game and then the physicality side of the game, particularly in a game like this. Uh, any game, but, you know, Queensland, New South Wales has got that potency about it, so a bit more venom in, in uh, the stuff on the ground and things like that, so... Yeah, a bit of that is what we're focusing on. Lots of big games over the weekend in Super Rugby. So you guys take on the Reds. Uh, then you've got the Rebels and the Brumbies. Um, they're also playing each other. And then mm-hmm. the Force are taking on the Hurricanes. All five Aussie teams running out there. Uh, Drew, you know this inside out. Rebels, Brumbies. Who's going to win that, mate? Uh, look, Brumbies obviously coming off you know pretty solid season last season. Uh, but I also like the Rebels... Let's take away from the position they're in and all the, the news and the headlines that they've been taking up in the last couple of weeks. But they've recruited really well. Like Teniella, uh, um, Selakai Loto. Um, you know, they've got some good players. Derby Lancaster's going to be down there as well. Like they Across the board, I think they've recruited really well. Um, and, you know, they're a team that had been building for a number of seasons. And last year, they started to attack a little bit more and, and be a bit more of an attacking threat against um, opposition defences. And so... I think the smart money would be on the Brumbies because they're just so clinical at what they do, set piece they're strong, but they've also got the outside backs now to to really attack from anywhere. But I just I don't know. I think you know also with their backs against the wall, the Rebels, you know, with all, again all the stuff that everyone's been talking about in recent weeks. I I think maybe I could see early in the season. I think maybe the Rebels can come in and uh, and maybe steal one against the Brums. Have you obviously gets you are uh, one of the all time great Brumbies. Um, arguably the greatest. Have you been speaking to them down in Canberra? Obviously, they run most plays past you. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've ticked off the game plan, and I think we'll dust uh, the Rebels pretty easily. Uh, Drew's well off the mark. And Swoop, obviously, no, let's not forget. I've, Sorry, get to be fair. I haven't really, though. I haven't really been across too much what's going on Super Rugby, other than you know the bad stories. So it's good that the rugby's starting off. Um, and then we can actually start talking about the footy and the players. Now, the Force, obviously taking on the Hurricanes. All the chat around the Force is that they've done the best recruitment. Um, some big names going over there. Ben Donaldson, Nick White. Mm. Um, do you think it's just a bunch of hype, guys? Oh, let's get it from the Waratahs. Just, are you, are you watching Well, you're a former pretty... Force player yourself. Yeah, yeah the old Band-Aid fix. Um... <laughs> oh! But, uh... I like it. They'll be right, like. Everyone recruits every year, and I mean, they've got some good players there, so it'll be good to see how they go. One thing I will say is when we were over in Perth for the Sevens a few weekends ago, um, speaking to Simon Cron, the, the coach who's just re-signed, so that's good news for them. Uh, I just like what he's doing over there in terms of trying to bring them together. I mean, 
again, for me personally, also being a, a former force player, you're really isolated over there because there's not too many players coming through from WA. So a lot of the players there, most of the majority of the players are from the East Coast. So it's also really important that your teammates also become your sport, your support network as well. So they're doing a lot to to make sure they really come together off the field. Uh, also, just even chatting to Rishan Pasatoa, the young ten who who's had a you know a troubling time with injuries previously, but he's in good shape and he just pulled me aside um, and just asked some really good questions as well as a young player that's going to have to go out there in a position to lead the team around. Um, just asking some really uh, poignant questions around. Uh, you know, which I, I don't know, I just I walked away just going really impressed by him. I, I think he's a great player with a lot of skill, but to like be in that position as a young fella also where you're going to have to be in a, a leadership position regardless of your age or, or experience. Um, I think they've got some good players and it'll be, again, how quickly they can gel together and, and buy into what Simon Cron's trying to uh, implement there. Just off that, you talk about um, like the force doing some things away from the field for bonding. What about DC, Sid? Has he, um, what's he had you boys doing, getting the team together? Because he had some funky stuff for us in LA. We uh, we went on a camp down to Wollongong. We did like a um, sort of a talent show it was. We got him put into groups. We, had to, we sung like a Fijian hymn. Um, some of the boys did like a, a skit. It was actually pretty funny. And, and what he's done is we're in groups. So we're, there's like four different groups. There's the Warabras, the Red Dogs. The silences and the clappers, and we're all competing to get a box at a Storm Roosters game, I think. So, like, boys are pretty toey to get in there and run a mark. So, um, we're we're fighting hard, and and at the moment, the Red Dogs, which is my team, we're sitting pretty pretty on top. So it's like round robin. So it's a number of talent. Yeah, you do all sorts of stuff. It's rigged because they yeah some points. You know, that's three points, and it shouldn't be. And you know. Just at the end, it'll just be half a point to the winner. And, right, so it's yeah, bullshit. Just, yeah, yeah. Like, Mar- Mario Kart, you know. Oh, yeah. Is it, is it DC rubbish. that's yeah. deciding? <laughs> yeah, like, we'll, Some, we'll, Someone's we- getting the bullet at the end and just starting. <laughs> we, were sitting, we were sitting with 22 points, like, pretty, and then the clappers or the silences were on, like, 11. And then he just comes in one day and he's like, build a pepper aeroplane and whoever goes the furthest gets, like, three points. And then, obviously, the so cl- silences are saying through the first and they came up and then... It was everyone sit in your chair in the auditorium and throw a scrunched up bit of paper into a um, bin. Milk crate, yeah. Milk crate with your team name on it and the team that got the most like came up. So like we were, we, so, we got there on skill and then these people yeah. just get in for, on yeah. shit. So games. the scale of the point distribution is just not there. Yeah. Have you guys it's been doing any like tackling or any? <laughs> nah. <laughs> just games. Just, 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 just nah. building paper airplanes. Yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> That's all good. I'm sure you'll go great. Um <laughs> Surely DC's just going to... No, that, to be fair, don't, oh, don't, don't, hang him out, fair. don't hang him out like that. No, I hung him out. They're Gitz, done. Gitz asked the question about things that bring <laughs> you together, course, right? Of course. I mean, no, I'm taking it. Sounds like the four teams it, were against each other. Some way, it's going to bring it back together. <laughs> no, f- fair enough. Hey, um, let's race through these other games and then we can get into yeah, some sure. nitty gritty. So, obviously, grand final replay, Chiefs uh, Crusaders on Friday night. That's the first game up to kick off the super rugby season pretty hot there um who's uh have you been watching those two teams are they out in front boys you can just say no <laughs> no yeah well crusaders went overseas mm. who'd they play when bristol and munster yeah a yeah. uh, bit of a new look yeah bit of a new look yeah bit of a new look um rob penny obviously in there at head coach so yeah it'll be uh still crusader footy but it'll be a bit of a different look um in comparison to last year 
Um, Chiefs are yeah, they're playing pretty good. Did footy. you play under Rob at the Waratahs? I did. Yep. So you have had one. Pretty confident there. you'll beat the Crusaders now. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to say. Uh, <laughs> no, yes. we might have the upper hand. Oh, there you go. For all you people with a gambling problem, listen to that. <laughs> Um, Saturday, we've obviously got Rebels and Brumbies on yep. the Friday, and then we've got the Force and the Hurricanes, who we've covered. Saturday, Blues and the Fiji and Nadrua, uh, which is very exciting. Now, uh, Fiji, all seven games, all seven home games this year in Fiji, mm. which is massive for them. Um, and if Fiji Airways or Fiji Tourism are watching, <laughs> we are open to coming over there and covering all seven games. Is that right, boys? <laughs> Fiji and Drua. Drua. Course, true. Oh, oh. Well, no, it's not about me, but well, and the Fijian people just warm to you so much during that yeah. World Cup. Well, no, I've, I've, I think we've broken bread. You've, well, you've with drunk, drunk Carl Louis, yeah, yeah, drunk yeah, Carl, yeah. you did so. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, and then Highlanders, Moana Pacifica, that's on Saturday as well. Uh, and then obviously, hey, the big event, Reds Waratahs which is very exciting on Saturday night. So make sure you watch all of that. And we're also very excited about the Super W that is only a few weeks away. That kicks off on the 15th of March, the force take on the Rebels in Perth. And then on the 16th of March, you've got the Waratahs and the Brummies in Sydney. And the 17th of March, you've got the Reds and the Drua in Brisbane. Um, hey, very exciting, Drew. Super W about to start. I mean, last year, across the Super W competition, there's a lot of young girls um, that, that, you know, really just... Made their mark on on that um, on that level of footy. Remember Caitlin House? She's the young fullback for the, the Waratahs. She was amazing. I think she was going to school through the week. 16, 17. Yeah, yeah, and then going and yeah. playing on the weekends. And she was absolutely outstanding. So I'm sure there's going to be another couple of players that really, you know, um, you know, really hit their mark on, on the Super W competition this year. But um, I mean, that that competition's getting stronger and stronger each year. Absolutely, it's fantastic. Make sure you get around the Super W. Now, uh, obviously, the uh, Wallabies. Bit of chat around that. Um, there's a doco coming out. I don't want to, as I said a couple of weeks ago, spoil the ending, but I think we all know what happened. That's <laughs> <laughs> not funny. <laughs> now, there's a little article today um, in the one of the newspapers. I don't know. Um, basically, Eddie apparently pulled James Slipper aside. There's a little tease that's come out for the doco series. Um and Eddie's decided that the problem with uh, with the Wallabies post that Wales defeat was um, they've got no we've got no hardness about us. He was saying this to James, who's obviously playing. Like you know, game hardness is different than any sort of other hardness when you just stick in the fucking game and do it. Um, Eddie continues, "We're not tough, but we're not trained to be tough now, and we're not used to playing tough." Eddie continues, like. It's an exception to play tough now rather than the normal. It stands out like dog's balls, mate. So I guess, Ned, mm. do you want to comment? You were in the system. Um, obviously, you were in the training camps with Eddie early on. Yeah. Um, feel yeah, free I to dodge this one if you'd like. No, nah, bugger it. <clears throat> um, I think I'll just talk on what I would say like to Slips. I reckon he's a pretty tough player. Like how he plays the game. Um, his diligence around training, how he gets his body ready, I'd, I'd call him like a tough player. Um, I don't know whether Eddie was not calling him that or whether he's alluding to something, you know, that he wanted to drive. But, um, yeah, I'd, you know, whenever I've played with slips, played against slips, he's one of those players that, that is a tough player. So hearing that sort of... I think he was saying that a little be, bit. because there's only the, that in 
in the Northern Hemisphere, they play 30 games a year, whereas down here at 16 or 17, spring, yeah. that the Aussie rugby players aren't as tough. Now, the five of you are all Aussie rugby players. Are you as tough as Northern Hemisphere players? Well, I suppose you've got one of the sides that we play week in, week out and made the World Cup final. So if they're playing us for 16 rounds and they can go up into a World Cup and um, knock off some pretty good sides to get there, I know they you know came up short, but um, that definitely, when I saw them go through into the final, I'm like, well, we're, we're playing quality. You know, like that's, that's who we're playing week in, week out. And um, so that's got to stand for something. I mean, just on, on slips... I mean, you don't get to forward World Cups playing in that position he yeah, does right. without being resilient and tough. So you know that fucking. Mind I don't blow. think it was. I don't think he was saying it two slips. He was just in general commenting two slips. Certainly insinuating about that. the system. Yeah. Um, slips, if you're watching, mate, we love you. Big sex. Um, <laughs> but I guess over our experiences, and I don't know what you think, uh, Drew. But you know, playing over over in Europe, understanding how that seasons work. Yeah, there's 30 games in the year, or you're playing 11 months of the year, but it's. It's you have to adapt because it starts off. You start off in the summer. It's fast football, and then you go over those winter months, and becomes a real glide and more of a wrestle set piece oriented. But here in Super Rugby, the speed and the force is much greater. Um, so those collisions are, are bigger, harder, and, and tougher. And I think that you know for eighteen rounds, it's basically a sprint to to put yourself in the finals. So I think. This the, the football here in Super Rugby is much different to the Premiership. I'm not saying it's better or better quality or whatever it is, but it's in terms of the, the pace of the game and the collisions because it's a greater speed. It's it's for me a, t- a tougher game to play. Yeah, I mean, like I'm just going to talk to this uh, documentary that's coming out. Like, obviously, there's been plenty that's happened since the World Cup, uh, since filming stopped and and whatever, and they've gone into the editing room and all of that. I think my I don't know gut feel is that viewers will go away from this having empathy and getting around the playing squad a lot more than where we're at at the moment. I just think that it will see what type of show that was being run by Eddie at the time and, and some of the things that was going on. And I think that it'll probably highlight a little bit as, as to, you know, just players, you know, Maybe a little bit of ambiguity, uh, maybe just the way that he his approach to different things or to to players. I think will I think a lot of viewers. This is my, I mean, just my gut feel is that we'll come away from it having a bit more empathy and a bit more understanding as to how it could have got to where it ended up getting. I think so, which is important, and which brings us to the next step, which is Joe Schmidt. So I guess Ned, are you excited about Joe's appointment? Um, the steps that you know the Wallabies are taking to go to that next level. Yeah, probably oath. Um, needed to be a bit of a change, and and he's come in and um, don't know him from a bar of soap, but you know would know where he's been and a bit of his background, and um, yeah, has come with you know um, Noosa Four, who I know he knows pretty well, and then Horn. So they've sort of come a bit together, and they've had success at, at what they've done, you know, in the past. So um, yeah, no, I'm a goer. Well. Here's some exciting news. So on this show, is he a show, listener? Is he a listener? Well, he's a viewer. <laughs> he's Definitely. a viewer. <laughs> he DMs us a lot. No, but we we have jagged him for our um for our Super Round Melbourne show. So no, we Schmidt. Are, yeah. yeah, have we? Yeah, yeah good. You're kidding. Yeah. I'm not full of Schmidt, mate. We are. <laughs> You're not Schmidt. We are. We're having we are, a schnitty with Schmidt. We are having a schnitty with Schmidt. So you boys are taking on the Crusaders down there, which is very exciting. We're going to be down there doing a show. 
Um, you probably have to play and stuff, but if not, pop up for a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, we're going to have Joe on the show, which is great. And we'll chat to him uh, all things Wallabies and, and the future, which is very exciting. And not only that, you can sit with us on the Saturday in the Coco Bay. Tickets are just $27. Get online, uh, go to Ticket Tech to get your tickets to sit in the Coco Bay. You can go on there and you can click and you can find us. $27 is very cheap. And you're wondering why I'm in this crazy get-up. Well, Okanui are providing some clothes for us to wear. We're going to be sitting in that bay for the Drua versus Moana Pacifica game. Lots of colour, lots of movement, lots of fun. If you get online and you go to Okanui and you use the code COCO20 at checkout, then you get a 20% discount and we get a little slice. Because Lord knows we need the cash. So get on, buy some of this stuff. It's fantastic. Look at the shorts, look at the top. It's a lot of fun. Everybody happy with that? Yeah. All right. Hey, are you still awake there, Goit? Nailed it. After that, read barely. Okay. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Okay, Goit, we don't have long to go here. We're just doing a little thing here because what I would like to do is I'd like to get to know these Waratahs, okay? Um, You're the future of the game. And um, Australia's falling in love with rugby union again, courtesy of us and you. <laughs> and so what I'd like to do, I'd like to do a little game that we're going to call, um, and don't make fun of me for looking through my sheets here, Goit, you can get fucked. Um, <laughs> the name of the game is The Go- the Coco Get to Know. <laughs> oh, what about The Coco Get to Know No? <laughs> we can do that in post. It's called The Coco Get to Know No. So today... We're going to be going, getting to know you guys now. It's a very simple game. It's rough, it? Oh, it's full tilt. It's you great. wait and you see oh, how it's oh, edited. It's <laughs> Grab your faces here. So the, the way this game works, it's like at a wedding where I'll ask you a question and I think it's called the Mr. and Mrs. Game at a wedding and you've got to put up either your face, uh, so either either your face or the other bloke's face to say... Is that, who, is that fair dinkum? I think that's true to size. <laughs> yes, to scale. <laughs> we had to scale that down actually. Prepare to get the graphics guy in. Um, Got your good jawline, Ferg. Look at this. So very simple, and and I'll talk people through it. So if you're listening to this, it's absolute chaos. But I will talk you through which sign it is that the boys that the boys are holding up. All right. First question to Ned and Fergus: Uh, Who is the better player? (laughs) Been around the world. (laughs) All right. Off the back fence up. Okay. Oh, come on, boys. Come Come on, boys. boys. All right. No more niceties. Yeah. And obviously, Fergus is pretty honest with us, Ned. All right, Fergus, why is Ned a better player? Oh, oh just experience, you know. Can't teach experience. Been around the block, you know. Okay. Nice. I'm reading between the lines. He's old. I get it. <laughs> hey, all right, Ned, why is Fergus a better player? Nah, just a tenacious um, player that I, you know, when he was over at the force, I used to admire him just coming around the corner. He's the type of bloke that um, is just in it for the long haul, I reckon. Can't wait! Can't wait to be there with you, oh, hopefully, mate. Nice. That's great. Who would win in a fight out of you two? Fair income. Come on, don't mess around. Nah, got him. <laughs> Ned has held up Ned. And what, what are these questions? <laughs> what do you mean? These They're are important against questions. against each other, mate. Huh? They're turning us against no, each I, other. No, who would win in a fight? Are you going? Nah, back you going? I'll back myself. Yeah, back yourself. Yeah. Okay. And you gotta- what if you had to describe <coughs> your fighting styles? What are you? Oh, just yeah, haymakers. Haymakers. <laughs> If you're going into like a three oh eight, about two k's away. <laughs> What's your style? Are you a street fighter? No, it's on a hill, hidden, bang. <laughs> See you later. On your heel? No, on on a hill, hidden. Oh, oh wow! Just out the door, oh, pull the trigger. It's a See shootout. Yeah, yeah, right. A bugger this hand to hand stuff. Just <laughs> just plug him. Oh, with a, with a gun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm dead. Three oh eight. Yeah. Oh, what do you yeah. mean? I wouldn't even set coming. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'd shoot him. 
No, I wouldn't. That's I fantastic. Wouldn't. All right. Uh, who who is more country? We actually spoke about eight of fencing the other day. Yeah. Right? Bit of exclusion fencing. Exclusion fencing. <laughs> yeah. What? Keep the dingoes out at home. Oh. We've got roos and stuff that, you know, we don't. Or, sorry, foxes and pigs. What fa- What's the farm are you on, Ned? Uh, oh, it'd be 200 square metres in the back of Ranwee. Got a <laughs> few chooks. And what are you, <laughs> what are you doing? Chicken? What are you running? Hey, Colour border collies. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Nah, the, I grew up, grew up uh, 40 k's, well, 50 k's north of Canaveral, 60 k's north of Canaveral. Um, yeah. And that's where mum and Hot dad are. Hot off the press. Hot off the How'd the you go with selling some cattle not so long ago? How'd you go? What was that? What's the story? <laughs> you have been talking to someone like Who are you sending stuff out? Uh, yeah, the old bloke had uh, 59 heifers. Um, PDIC. Yeah. Auctions Plus had them there. They were on the box on Friday, last Friday. So, yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, went all right. Nothing there? Nothing else? Nah, I reckon that's about it. Okay. No, what do you got, Swoop? Yeah. Was one What's of them a bull? Hey? A heifer's What's a, a heifer? Um, it's a lady. Yeah. I, I didn't understand a fucking word. <laughs> female, uh, female, female has had a calf. Yeah, hasn't had its first Bit calf. Of old bull, of. young bull. Eh? Oh, so yeah. like a, a virgin, a virgin cow. That's it. Yes. That's it. Right. But who is more like Swoop? So goes out, has an alter ego, <laughs> parties hard, doesn't get home till 6am, tries to get into bed with you. <laughs> So you have to separate the beds. Who's Sol- more like Swoop? Solid piece. That'd be Fergalicious. Ferg. Yeah, I'll go Ferg. Is that? Is that? Yep. Yeah, Ferg. Ferg. Okay. Who's, yeah, Ferg. Nice. Who's more like Goit? Leaves a night out at 10 p.m. because he has a 7 a.m. Bronco penciled in. <laughs> <laughs> Ned, very good. Finally, who's more like Biv? <laughs> Argues with coaches. Gets into legal stouches with former employees. <laughs> Sleeps in hallways in random sleeping bags. <laughs> Tells Welshmen to fuck off on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather you like Biff. <laughs> no, no comment. <laughs> Any of you guys shit bikes? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, All right, that was the Coco Get to Know No. I don't know if it worked. It'll get no, he- thanks edited. very much for that segment. Eh? Yeah, pretty great. hard. Thanks for coming on, boys, I guess. Now, does anybody else have anything for Ned or Fergus before we let you go? Or is there anything you guys want to say? No, I think – so this pod's going to come out on Tuesday. You know, it gives us a good sort of four or five days lead up to your big game against the Queensland Reds. If you guys get selected, give us one bloke out of the Reds that you're going to target so we can watch for it. Probably will, so. Harry Wilson? Uh, Harry Wilson, yeah. Yeah. He sort of leads their team around, so I need to chop him down a few pegs. What about you, Ned? Yeah, we'll go Wilson. Oh, double team. Just double team him. The best kind. Stand over him. One low, one eye, into it. Any blue healer? Any any chance for a bit of a scrap? Cattle dog. Cattle dog. You never know. Geez, we're getting strife for that these days. Yeah, but fucking... Like if you, just, if rules, you throw just... one little quick uppercut or no, an elbow to the throat or something... You get in strife if you shot him on the hill. We're not doing that. Punches, none of that. You're good at that. Jersey punches. Yeah, you know. I'll rev swing. I'll rev swing. Open he'll, he'll throw a, throw a haymaker. Don't or something. rev swing. I'll up. Cut you know that what happens out. when swing gets revved up? You get sixteen weeks. <laughs> what do you get for an open hand slap? How much? I think it's play on. Play on. Yeah. There you go, boys. Mm. Drew on. loves an open hand. What about a karate chop <laughs> to the jugular? Yeah. <laughs> and Drew loves a karate <laughs> chop. <laughs> Give it a go against the Reds. We'll, we'll be watching. Yeah, you'll see it off the back fence. Leave the ground. <laughs> <laughs> 
you go, hi-ya! I think whoever you hit it, just laugh and you'd walk out the sore pinky. <laughs> 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 Come on, have a Ah, uh, yeah. Right. Hey, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us as our thank first studio well. guest on the KK Show. Big round of applause to our audience. Thousands Thanks, fellas. Today. Thanks Cheers, for guys. coming in, boys. Thanks for coming in. Uh, socials. For, let's thanks get into for that. The milk. Where can you find us? Uh, at Kickoffs and Kickons is the name of the show. We are available everywhere. Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok, X, the whole lot. Make sure you follow us. Um, and also, anywhere you get your podcast from, Spotify, Apple, there's a bunch of other ones. Make sure you uh, like and subscribe. Mm. Click like and subscribe because I know a lot of you are watching. There's lots of people watching, but you're not clicking like and subscribe, and it breaks my heart. <laughs> it breaks my bloody heart. Um, also, we were thinking of a bit of a challenge if we get to 50,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, something that we'll do, Drew. Which I think, well, we're at, what, 4,700 or something. 4, so 000. it's a long way off. It is. So if we get to there by the Super Rugby final, mm. then we've got to do something. People can vote. Um, so I think, what were you going to, Drew? Were you going to, you'll do an episode nude? Uh, Naked sure. scrum. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll do an episode nude if we hit 50,000 subscribers by <laughs> Super Rugby That's final. Good. And what were you going to do, Sweep, if we get to 50,000 I won't be. I won't be doing anything nude. No. Um, oh, prof, just just tell me what I'm doing, mate. <laughs> I don't remember. What did we come up with for Swoop? Oh yeah, you, oh, Adam Ashley oh, Cooper Coco. Oh, that's right. You got to yeah. change your name legally. Yeah, that's right, yeah. triple barrel. So yeah, Adam. It's Ashley actually not Cooper that difficult Coco. to change your name. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll do that. Oh, if you guys pay for it, I'm happy to okay. add another name to the. I feel like there's already a bit, got bit in that, like courts. Um, you know, no, 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 it's actually not bad. Just yeah, a visit easy. to the RMS, yeah. take yeah. you two yeah. days. That's right, Straight yeah. in. Fill in some documentation. You, what about a tattoo for someone? Well, yeah, well, so Gitz, you, you're going to have to get a Coco it. tattoo if we, if we hit 50,000? Yep. On you. <laughs> I'd prefer to sit on your lap, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst you're getting tattooed? <laughs> yeah. I'm happy with that. Where am I getting a tattoo? Do I get to choose? No, it's on your neck. <laughs> <laughs> Just up the top, and and the prof, yeah, you, well, all expenses no. paid trip to Turkey, and you got to get hair plugs. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get hair plugs. <laughs> oh boy, I'm gonna get a new a new mop on top. But you have to hit like and subscribe. See what we do is for this, this show, boys. Is genuine? Is that what? Well, is that what we're doing? Magic place. I'm prepared. But we're, there was a there was fine text. <laughs> we're only going to give you the hair plugs for what Goyd rocking now. The Chuck Liddell. <laughs> the Chuck Liddell. <laughs> The Chuck Jatel. Uh, all right. Hey, guys, that was the show. But before we go, there was one last thing, uh, Drew, that we wanted to chat on. Um, there is a GoFundMe page going on at the moment for a young man named Jack Jack. Um, unfortunately, Jack Jack, he's suffering from a type of cancer called neuroblastoma, um, and he needs $500,000 for treatment. The page is currently up to 190000 So there is a long way to, to go. They're doing amazing things so far, but... They need they need that extra three hundred and ten thousand. So if you enjoyed this show today, if you thought, geez, I enjoyed that, please do us a favour and donate some money to Jack. Um, we will do the link uh, in the YouTube page and also the podcast page, the GoFundMe that you can click on to go and donate to Jack. Now he, they came to you, didn't they? Drew, yeah, a few people have reached out just to see if we could uh, get around young Jack. Jack, obviously, he and his family are going through a, a very difficult time at the moment. So the five hundred thousand dollars is my understanding is that it's for uh, treatment and. Uh, that's only available in the USA. Uh, it's not available here in Australia for another couple of years and, and the family don't want to obviously run that risk for waiting for two years. So uh, as a rugby community, let's just get around little Jack Jack. Uh, 
just part with whatever you can a dollar or anything uh is is obviously going to be more than welcomed and, and appreciated so uh yeah let's do what we can to, to get around little jack jack and give him the treatment that uh that he needs so then he can be uh back on his feet and fighting absolutely so uh that was the coco show that was kickoffs and kick-ons gets i believe you're returning to us on wednesday is that right yes can't wait can't wait to give you all a hug Fantastic. Very good. Exciting. Hey, gentlemen, good luck against the Reds on the weekend. We'll all be watching as you, um, I guess, you fold Harry Wilson. Is that what's <laughs> yeah. going to happen? Yeah. yeah. Like Volkanovsky. Just... <laughs> Let's give him one. Bang. Right. Yeah. <laughs> swoop, swoop, Biv. Always a pleasure. That was the show. Hey, Biv, sign us off. Sure. Yeah. Make it really clear give for us him. one. Oh, we, oh. Make <laughs> it really clear. Coco! <laughs> this is what I'm going to say. Anyway, that's enough. G'day. I hope you enjoyed that video. There's lots more here on our YouTube page. If you did enjoy it, make sure you click like. And if you super enjoyed it, make sure you click subscribe. That's how we get lots of views. Lots of, uh, well, that's how we hopefully get a sponsor. So make sure you click those two buttons and just have a bloody good day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 